welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 98 is here. Mike, Mark, and Sean are here as well, and we are ready to give you a fire, fire episode as usual. On the comic side this week, we do that first. We have DC, Marvel, some AWA, Image, Boom Studios, to name a few. And of course, one of our favorite small publishers, Source Point Press, has a couple books out this week as well. Game of Thrones and Harry Potter are getting brand new series on HBO Max. We will get into that. And me and Sean discuss WandaVision Episode 3. And over on the sports side, the Championship Sunday is over. The Super Bowl is set. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We will review the championship games and lightly get into the Super Bowl matchup. We check in on the NBA, and Conor McGregor just probably needs to stay retired. All that... And another episode, actually the first episode this year of Today in Comic Bookie History. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's do it. Welcome back, everyone, to the worldwide phenomenon that is the Comic Bookies podcast. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, January 27th, 2021, is New Comic Book Day. Go out there, start your pull list with Alex. He'll get you everything you need. He will give it to you via mail, via curbside pickup, or you can go in there masked up and you can pick up your books today. We picked up our books and we're going to get into them soon enough, but I want to say hi to my bros. What's up, Sean and Mark? What's up, guys? Episode 98. Episode 100 is right around the corner, guys. Everything's good, man. Nice Wednesday evening. Get the be back with the mic. You know, colliding the world of sports and comics with the brothers. Mark, how you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. You mentioned 98, 98, the last year Jordan won his uh his championship. I mentioned it earlier. I'm excited we're getting close to these triple digits. Hard to believe that we're about to hit our triple digit episode at about, you know, I'd say almost the two-year mark. How, how many weeks are there in a year? What, 52, 54? If I'm not, I, I forget, but 52. 52, 52 yeah. so 104. I mean, we're right there. We started, what, March 2019? I always remember because it's about baseball season. If you fans that have stuck with us since the beginning, uh, we're here for you. We're here with you. But I'm excited to finally do 100 going live, as uh, many of you uh you know, YouTubers might have experienced our shenanigans trying to <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, iron out some of the some of the BS that we're trying to deal with with this live. Uh, we're kind of beginners when it comes to this. But nonetheless, we're not no idiots and we will figure it out. But uh, if uh, any fans out there have a couple uh, it do's or don'ts when it comes to live streaming and stream labs, please let us know at comicbookies at gmail.com at the comic bookies on all social media but nonetheless guys i'm excited uh it seemed like just like yesterday it was new year's eve right here we are damn near almost into february man so 2021 man it might just go by just as quick as 2020 did and the older we get, the quicker it goes, guys. But I'm excited. Yeah. 98. Let's go, man. I mean, dude, the first episode was a baseball preview. It was like a pretty much a season preview was our first ever episode. So it's crazy that we're going to be doing like our third baseball season coming up in a few months when we do our previewing. Um, but I just want to quick mention, I usually mention this at the end of the episode, but I'm really excited to announce that I've actually forgot about this one country for the last two weeks, but we have two brand new countries as well. So three brand new countries that we get to stamp the comic bookie passport to. Thank you so much to the person in Guatemala 
further south in Peru and all the way across on the other side of the world, the islands of the Philippines. Thank you so much for downloading the Complicates podcast. Please spread the word. I definitely like that, Mike. We definitely got to have the comic bookie passport. Well, I'll probably have to display that. We'll create a little something, a little world like a map. map. And yeah. hey, we're up to like, what, at least 30, 40 countries. Hey, we're on our way there, man. Yeah, something but, like that. The passport doesn't mean nothing until we fly over, you know, overseas and actually get to do a live episode with these fans, right? The potential in that, bro. We could do a soccer tournament somewhere. We still got to do Vegas for the final four. Who knows? Maybe we'll do the Super Bowl one of these years. Hey, all these sporting events, the potential is crazy. Hey, we could even do a freaking Comic-Con in another country while we're at it. Dude, well, technically we can because, remember, they want to actually have live Comic-Cons in the UK this year. But, dude, can you imagine being on, like, uh, Media Row for the Super Bowl this year? Well, maybe not this year because it might be kind of, you know, bare because of COVID. But, it, like, like any other year during the Super Bowl, tra- travel down to Miami, to Tampa, to L.A., to New Orleans or wherever and just spend the whole week there and just to do the podcast and have different athletes and media members on our show. Oh, my God, that'd be so fun. Well, you just said how it's going to happen, bro. We got into the podcast Palooza. Maybe there'll be a contest or something for just different podcasts and get their, mm-hmm. you know, butts to – wherever the next Super Bowl is, and if that's our end, man, I'm in for it. Oh, yeah, dude. We're definitely primed to go to the, to go to the moon, as I like to say, but I think that with sports, you know, and obviously us being the comic bookies, how we like to touch a little bit for the novice people, obviously, you know, we don't get too much, you know, deep into the hardcore, hardcore handicapping and hardcore sports betting side of it. Although, you know, all three of us can if we really wanted to, but to kind of keep this podcast to about an hour and a half length weekly and to kind of like just kind of give the the different side, you know, fans, you know, what they want, not just gambling, gambling, gambling. But at the end of the day, I think that if we stick to our script, guys, you know, we kind of keep doing what we're doing on the entertainment side, on the book side, on the sports side. Sports aren't going away. Gambling's only getting bigger. We've been bringing it to the forefront for the last two years here on this podcast. We might have some fans, you know, that haven't even been into it, but, you know, they've been listening to us for the last two years and now it might be coming legal in their state and they might be looking at it like oh damn this is what these damn bookies been talking about for the last two you know i've been listening to them for comics but they've been talking about sports and gambling and now it's legal in my state maybe i will listen to them you you never know man but it's just all for fun you know we having fun every week and uh yeah man i'm excited and i'm excited to get this uh episode cracking tonight wednesday the 27th um not too much news, guys. Uh, we got football. We got a championship to talk about. But, you know, comics first. But, yeah, man, let's let's get it cracking, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's get into the comic book side of the podcast. Like we do every single week, we're going to preview some books coming out from different publishers. And we're going to let you know what we loved from last week and what we're excited for this week and going forward. On the DC side, we had Strange Adventures, number eight. Uh, we have Future State, Dark Detective, number two. Uh White Knight, Harley Quinn number four, Joker, Harley Criminal, Sanity number seven, and The Other History of the DC Universe number two is coming out today. On the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 58, X-Men 17, Daredevil 26, Wolverine 9, 
and Fantastic Four 28. I think Marvel had a bunch of books come out today, so those are just to name a few. On the image side, Monstrous 31, Spawn 314, and one of my favorite books right now, Department of Truth number 5. Boom Studios, Something is Killing the Children number 14, and Firefly 25. Um, AWA, one of our favorite small publishers, only one book this week, uh, Year Zero Volume 2 number 3. And SourcePoint Press, one of our favorite, you know, we have, you know, Frank Gogol, Jason Douglas on the podcast numerous times, one of our favorites. Frank's Dead End Kids, Suburban Job number one comes out today, and I really like this story right now, Black of Heart number three. So that's just to name a few of the many comic books that came out today. Please go and visit your local comic shop and support them, and please pick up some of these fire-ass books. So guys, what do you want to get into first? Uh, please Throw something out there, what you guys like from last week, what you guys ex- are ex- excited for this week. Let's get into the comic book talk this week. I'm very excited for Strange Academy, man. I got to get my Strange Academy fix. I know yeah. we left off with, uh, I think, Doyle. Unfortunately, it looks like he might have died. I mean, who knows what kind of superpower is going to happen. But very excited to see uh, where this story is going. I know we get it. It was like once every two weeks, once a month, maybe? Yeah, I think it, yeah, yeah, it's definitely once a month, but... Um, actually this story is kind of weird because as I'm looking forward in weeks, we got an issue today and I'm pretty sure unless it's like a typo, we get an issue next week, Uh, technically the first Wednesday in, in February. So we don't have to wait too long for it for issue nine next week. I like it, bro. Yeah. I think I might, uh, be sneaking it in tomorrow. I'll get a read and I know I like trying to drag it on and get closer to next week's pod, but nah, I'll be for sure reading that one early. I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but what, uh, man, I, I don't strange know. adventures, man. Oh, duh. Yeah. Strange Academy, so, strange adventures. It seems like sometimes both those books come but, out in the same week and we're excited for both of them. No, but, but this ties into a book that we actually just read, which you mentioned to me to, today, Mike, Batman, Batman, Catwoman, right? Written by mm-hmm. Tom King, such as is strange uh, adventures written by Tom King. How long has it felt since I've gotten the strange adventures? And I always come back to, you know, this, this issue, like, dude, it's like, I don't, it's like, if you're going to release something on December, the first week of December and the last week of January, well, you know what? I don't really even consider that kind of like a a monthly issue. That's like damn near two months. It's a, it's technically a bi-monthly. You're right. Um, It definitely feels like that because Actually, when I saw Strange Adventures come out this week, I was like, dude, what the hell? And sure enough, I go back and it came out like the first or second Wednesday of December. And Definitely. sure enough, comes out the last Wednesday of January. So and it's that, like, and that's okay, what so I'm now saying, I have to go right? and dig into my damn long box, pull out the damn issue that's already been bagged and boarded, and then like flip through like the last Recap four or five it. pages. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. That happened or whatever. And then and do I, more work. I, and we read too many books these days, Mike. That's the problem. That's the issue that I have. You know, my I got the memory of a fish, you know, and I just, it, 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 you know, to, to think back two months after all these damn books that I've read, dude, just keep giving me these stories. You know, I, I've talked about how I've hated, not hated, but kind of how bi-weekly with the Flash might be too much. With mm-hmm. Batman and Detective, I think the way they've been going lately with tie-in, you know, I think that it's been pretty good to get them bi-weekly but you know you can't give me a book that i've been really digging such as the tom king strange adventures you know mitch gerard's uh offering that they've been giving us and just uh you know kind of 
give me a two month hiatus. Like I want to keep going with this story, and mm-hmm. I don't know why they just can't. Okay, I get it. If you want to deliver it the first month of December, that's okay. But don't give it to me the last week of January. Sorry, the last the first week of December. That's okay. But don't give it to me the last week of this of January. Yeah. At least you know with mid you know it's just. I feel like the time sp- the time in between is just too much, especially for people that want to latch onto a story, want to latch onto a writer, you know, people that are kind of beginning. It's just, I don't know, you kind of get uh, lost in the shuffle, if you will, in my opinion. You got, yeah. if you have thoughts on that, let me know, man. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely frustrating because yeah, like all three of us get a bunch of books a week, so. Mr. Terrific, right? Like I, I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know diddly squat about Mr. Terrific, and I'll be the first to admit, my first, you know, offering of Mr. Terrific was offer was obviously in this book, and I think mm-hmm. Sean might attest to that as well. You know, I don't know much about Mr. Terrific, and I'm learn, I'm learning about him, and I'm, you know, gauging his character, and then bam, I, I feel like he was gonna be a big part of Strange Adventures, which I still do believe. But I want to keep in tune with the character. I want to keep in tune with the story, 12-issue miniseries, maxi-series, whatever you call it. I just think that – don't stretch it out too far, man. I think that I think that the casual fan might lose interest. Us, no, because you know we do this for a living. We got a podcast. We got a sponsorship and whatnot. But in my opinion, guys and gals that are trying to latch on and – kind of you know write it out i i think that having a book this good about going about two months in between issues isn't really good for the uh, you know for dc if you will yeah i mean sean i think you're familiar your first taste of mr terrific was in arrow the tv show it was (laughs) so i mean you know you get kind of like a different side you know uh, but Tom King specifically, man, I just realized he's blowing up. He's got three Black Label books out himself. Tom he's, King. he's got Batman, Catwoman. He's got Strange Adventures. And I just read Rorschach issue number – what was that? Issue like four. Uh, yeah, four. I read it yesterday. That's actually a pretty good book too. It's in the, set in the world of The Watchmen. So it's actually not too bad. Um, just kind of a qu- couple quick hitters I'd like to do. The final issue from Tom Taylor, Deceased Dead Planet, was really good. You know, like kind of like the zombie-ish uh, DC Universe, totally off continuity. Please, when that trade paperback comes out, you guys got to go pick it up. Everyone out there uh, listening right now has got to go pick it up. Um, some of these uh, Future State books, I got to admit, I mean, I'm, I'm paying a hefty price, you know, $5.99, $7.99 for the Superman one. But these books are damn good. These stories, dude, the Superman uh, War of Worlds and the Immortal Wonder Woman, these are some damn good books. But unfortunately... Like we've been saying every single week, I have no idea what is going to then continue into March. Are you going to give me like these really good stories and something that's to be anticipated for in the next year, two or five or ten? But like come March, I don't see any of this stuff going bleeding into to infinite frontier. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's kind of weird. It's like what Mark complain is complaining about like, Oh, two months and then you're, and then you're done. It's kind of true because God damn it. It's some of the better DC stuff that I've been reading the last couple weeks. Well, it might be done in two months, but I couldn't let you be the only one, you know, getting these books. I actually got my books today. And while I was at it, I did get the Nightwing, And I also did get the Batman book. Alex was able to hand that over to me. So yeah, I mean, it's something new. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, 
know what to expect. I mean, especially hearing it from you that they are good so far. Who knows what's going to happen, you know, post-future state. It's material right now. So I'm, I'm especially excited for the Nightwing. I'm always, you know, interested in that character and seeing a story on him. So it should be pretty good. Yeah. I think they're actually a little sidebar. I think they've officially started to um, start production on season three of Titans. Um, speaking of, they're, they're nice. going to have like or, they're going to have Batwoman like Barbara Gordon, you know, as mm-hmm. Oracle. I've seen she, that. But she's going to be like in the wheelchair. She's going to be like post killing joke. She's not really going to be in the field as Batgirl. But so she's going to be in the wheelchair kind of being in their eyes and ears when they're out in the field. And of course, Red Hood's coming this this year, too. So that's pretty cool. Um, Mark, what else? Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw a few of that. We both read American Ronin. Second to last issue is pretty good. I did enjoy that. We're getting more of like the I'm getting more of an understanding of how these guys work and, you know, the different DNA they got to pick up and to see that. And then the different nightmares that he's experiencing of, of Incubus. It's pretty freaking crazy. Just him trying to evade him. And of course, scumbag. I mean, scumbag is <laughs> Dude, I, can, scumbag. I can tell you right now, though, in my opinion, you believe that Ronin is getting uh, geared up to have a second offering. Right. We, I think that this is issue oh. four or five that we just got by Peter Mill- Milligan, ACO yeah. and David Lorenzo. Uh, American Ronin AWA. We always shoot him out, shot him out over here on the podcast. Uh, AWA Upshot, but it's a book that Mike and I obviously really do like, and uh, I think there's gonna be a second offering because, like Mike just said, we're we're really getting a uh, aspect on how they work together, how they like collect their DNA, and it's just, it's kind of trippy to me how they really, you know, what do they need? Just like one blood drop, and they're like. Getting in these not even that. dreams with like it, it, it's kind of crazy. I think that we've gotten what two, three straight issues with how serious like the DNA and getting like injected with their serum or their blood is. I, I think I'm kind of ready to propel to the next part of the story, which I think isn't going to happen until that second series I'm talking about. That's why well, I think there is going to be the second series. But I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, well, first of all, if, if there's a second series, there there hasn't been anything in this story so far that would make me want to get a, get it again. You know, it's kind of cool, the spy stuff. It's like a James Bond with a little bit of, uh, of sci-fi kind of fantasy with the whole, you know, just let me go ahead and, like, you know, concoct a cocktail or whatever and inject it into myself with your DNA, and then I can go ahead and see exactly where you are. I can pinpoint where you are. Like, literally, he was in the hotel across the street, and then within, like, a couple pages the dude was across the street he had the sniper remember that part where he had the sniper rifle he had the scope right on him and then he just like gives him the middle finger from across the street in the hotel like i see you like i know you see where i am so it's but nothing has happened that's like totally mind-blowing like a bad mother or like a resistance that's gonna make me want to get a second volume speaking of resistance uh, i've been going through the previews book already this week nothing from marvel again that catches my eye and no support um, level for Marvel. Support level, there's there's really nothing. There's a couple like like mini series, and that's pretty much it. But I'm about halfway through the previews book, and there's like maybe one issue. I mean, not issue. I'm sorry. There's one image book, but there it is. Resistance Volume Two starts. It's finally in the previews book. So that's really the only book so far that I found, and I'm through maybe probably half the book. So, um, Sean, what else did you like this week? Ah oh, man, I gotta admit. 
Batman, Catwoman, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, did you guys read it? Of course, you know, with 98 coming up as we're in, as we speak, of course, we read it and it was good, man. Uh, mm-hmm. And how we talked about it in pre-production, kind of that Tarantino, Tarantino, sorry, the past, present, just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'm always just so like big on just that old Joker, man. He's just chilling with Catwoman and man, she swiped that boy neck like nothing. Yeah, but it was cool. Like, oh, you want some ice or whatever? <laughs> he's got like a fat, he's got a big ass gun in the in the freezer, and then even here's your she, water uh, with ice. Yeah, even when like she uh, knocked him down, like he had that knife, like he just kind of like little like a little like ice pick type of weapon. No, yeah. I, I mean, mean he's, he's what he's, else did you expect though? Yeah. TK doing his normal TK. I mean, how Sean probably kind of with me on this. Mike might understand it a little bit better, but. He's going back and forth from when they were young to when they were old, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now he's, I mean, mm-hmm. it. So issue two, what ended with hit with with uh, Sari, with her just kind of like do. Pretty I mean, much, I, it's like the, it's, 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 it's they pretty much like like what what you would see at the end of the story happened yeah. at the end of issue two. You know, like Batman's it, dead at that time. That's like, you know, Batman's me, dead at the time. So pretty much if it was a movie out. that came full circle and the last scene of the movie was Selena Kyle slitting the Joker's throat, that happened at the very end of issue two out of 12, which is pretty crazy. As she love, was older. Yeah, yeah. She, so okay. she was older. So she finally found him. She waited until Bruce died. She says, I, I promise I'll be good or whatever. But uh-uh. like for, for everything that you did with Andrea, who is this phantasm, um, and now we're going to go back and forth again to where yeah. the Joker was still alive. and Exactly. I, Tom King is just that. Because yeah. yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom King, he's living in his in his Batman run. Because remember when the Joker said, like, hey, um, he referenced like issue you know, 45 through 50 or whatever, like up until the Bat wedding. And he was like, hey, remember when we were in the church or whatever? When you slipped my throat and you had me hold my hand against it, and you you kept you know telling me to take it off, take you know whatever. Yeah, you you survived or whatever. Like oh, that's pretty cool. Like he can reference his own stories because you know if you read all of Tom King's run and you jumped into this, you're gonna understand it. So it's pretty cool. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, man. I just I I'm still trying to come to grips with it. I think that it's gonna be a great ten issues going forward, but um. Just don't confuse me too much, Tom. You know, I, I'm already. I already. Sean's laughing. I already get confused enough at times when it comes to all these different, you know, detectives, Batman's, and all these tie-ins that we get and whatnot. Just, uh, um, I'm glad that I'm not doing Future State right now, such as you guys are, because maybe I'll be able to add a little bit of extra time into grasping my head around Batman or Batwoman or Bat Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> Sorry, but um, highly anticipated guys, DC black label. We've been talking about it for a long time on this podcast and it's finally came here uh, issue number two, check it out. I think that it's a, a good story. Um, I just hope that it's as good as uh, strange adventures because I do think that strange adventures, it has been in, within the first two books mike if you're with me on this one i think strange adventures one and two was better than cat uh catwoman and batman one and two so far for tom king yeah i mean and wouldn't you agree that it's kind of the same feel as batman catwoman it is it it, it goes it, it goes back and forth you know 
So and it actually like Rorschach's kind of got the same feel, too, where it goes back to the past and then it goes back to the present where, you know, they're going back to this, you know, Rorschach specifically. They're in this circus and there's, you know, like this this one murder and they're going back and forth to where the guy's being interviewed and he's already in prison. Like he's already admitted to doing this murder, among other things, and he's been wearing wearing the Rorschach mask. So it's kind of he's like kind of insane. So he's kind of taking the mantle of Rorschach. So it's kind of a cool issue as well but dude that's pretty crazy over the last two weeks actually yeah two weeks last week and now this week you're going to see all three of tom king's book have a similar feel to it and um, i'm not sure which one you guys read the um heroes in crisis the the tom king story about how um about you know we found out that wally west killed all those people at the you know at the place where they had therapy and it like a ptsd type thing they yeah, also the, went back the, and forth the, to the, that as well. The 12 issue maxi series. I remember that. That was, I think, yeah, I think it was the, eight. 2019? Like yeah, end of 2019. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. But um, kind of just to end the comic book talk, um, Stillwater is really good, actually. Stillwater has definitely oh. picked, up, uh, picked it up. I love that one. But let's. I, I do want to talk about Scumbag just to end the comic book talk, Mark. Scumbag. I mean, what can you say, dude? Dude got Jim Bean on the front cover. My daughter, <laughs> my my daughter went into Treasure Island Comics and uh, you know, as Alice always does, as I walk in, here you go, sir. Here's your books. You either owe yeah. me this or you owe me that or whatnot. Congratulations, thank you for the sponsorship. Treasure Island Comics, check them out in Fremont, California. Back to Ernie Ray uh, Clementine. I'll tell you what, dude. I think that this book right now. I mean, how could you? The, the, I mean, this hold guy. On, hold on. Let me cut you off real quick. Sean, you've known me for a long time. You know the type of music that I grew up with, and you kind of like said, oh, yeah, I know them or whatever. The first freaking frame of that issue, he's about to put an eight track in his in his car of Judas Priest. Like he, like it's like just crazy how they do Very that. Very like got, related. I like th- that. And then he's got some light beer and some freaking bologna that he's eating. But, yeah, I mean he's got this tricked out – what is it? Is it a Trans Am I think it is, Correct. Mark? Correct. It's so, it's so cool. And then they go – and they're, you know, so he's a spy now. So he's got this power. He's got this this stuff inside of him. And they need to go to some big ass like party, right? And then they need to get to some guy specifically and kind of get information and stuff. But this party is like a huge like sex party. It's a huge orgy, and <laughs> of course it's. But like, dude, it is raunchy as hell. Like there are some. That, like, that thing is wild. Like, bro. like when you see bodies put together, like bodies together, like as if in an orgy, there is not a lot of space in between these people. Like there are, they are body part on body part, mouth on body part. I'm sorry, this is getting a little rated, you know, PG-13. But man, he and it's so funny how he tries to get in there. Hey, let, hey, can I squeeze in there? Oh, I see you're doing that position right there. Oh, I like that or whatever. And then like everyone's like, "Ew, get out of here, you effing like creep or whatever." And all of a sudden, dude, he just he just drops the whole thing of drugs, and everyone's like, "Oh, yes, like we love you now, we love you." And like he pretty much meets like the big bad, you know. And how cool was that, Mark? How he went into the guy's office and he had the first appearance of Batman framed. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool little that, ode to you know other comic books, but dude, this story is freaking amazing. How just this this idiot he he didn't take the serum and then get smart. He's still the same pos drug addict, just asshole that he's always been. And then yeah, it's pretty crazy. But he knows he has it, so he got kind of gains a little confidence, a little swagger to him, you know. 
And it's it's, and then, it's a great it's a great book so far. Mark, what else do you like about it? And then he sees the orgy going off. And he's like, I know how to get the party started. And then he busts out the briefcase, <laughs> yeah. you know, that the secret agents gave him just to keep his dumb ass going because you know he's got he he has to keep his his drug going to you know to keep the party going. And dude, it, it's just hilarious, dude. Like you mentioned, bro, he just literally. It's just too much. What he says, like, I don't even know how this book is getting published in 2021. You know, we always revert back to the South Park episode with the uh, things that make you mad and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, I mean, this book just is it's just wild. The way this dude is just talking back to women, the way this dude is just like, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I This book... I really recommend it to everybody. We basically talk about it every single week that it comes out. We're right now on issue what, guys? Uh, four of – is it six, Mike? Do you know? It's, it's four. Dude, I, we keep wondering and I and I think uh, I have to like go and flip to previews and then you know kind of post it on, on IG tomorrow. I don't want to do it in the middle of the recording. But I don't think it's just a six-issue miniseries. What I will say to round out the comic book talk is I've run into two – um story so far bliss from image comics and then my seven secrets from boom studios they are doing a great job how bliss was like four or five issues and then they took like a six month break and now they're coming back like in uh, march or april same thing with seven secrets i just read issue six last week issue seven now starts in like april I i love how they're taking breaks it's like a season you know it's not like boom 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 and you have to remember everything so i I think it's pretty cool but scumbag of course he was offered like a kind of like a spy job with scorpionis just to kind of report back to him and he's like pretty much shove it up your ass and then that last page What's going up on his face? I mean, bro, what about the duty? I mean, he's got his ass Sean, in a G-string, bro. Sean, like, you got a freaking – it's only four issues. So bro, I, 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 I can't with this book, bro. He's got his ass in a G-string, and he's walking around this damn orgy. <laughs> just like, Jesus. God. It's a little wild right there, Mark, for sure. Bro, I can't with this book. I really can't. I'm telling you, dude, but dude – but like he, but like he's an idiot. He was like, <laughs> yeah, you because know, remember he has he like he like one of the, his one of his uh, requests was like a sex bot. So the sex bot is driving to this party and and she needs to know a little bit about him. So she asks him, oh, what's your ideology? And he goes, don't know what that means, sister. And he go and she goes, please, Ernie, it's important to get an idea. And, and the the other spy lady's like, no, no, no. He like literally doesn't know what that means. Like he's still a moron. He doesn't know anything. The best oh. part about that too is you're actually doing the voice, thinking like, okay, he probably sounds like this too, oh, for sure. Like this, <laughs> if this was a movie, I would love this. This this could be like, please, Matthew McConaughey, lose some weight like you did during Dallas Buyers Club, and that could be who oh, that'd that is. Be awesome. You can have Sam Rockwell do that. You can have a bunch of different actors I could see playing Ernie Ray Clementine. Oh, dude, it would be hella funny. This dude's walking through. He's saying, who's got a free crevice? He says. <laughs> yeah, dude, who's got a free crevice? <laughs> <laughs> this dude walking by, bro, he says, I see you doing the stranger under the bridge. Nice. I didn't know you could put those two in there. And y'all, and y'all pulling off a classic Butterman's deuce? <laughs> As he's in a pink damn G-string, bro. This shit. Hey, man. Dude, dude, you know what? Dude, I hope we'll have that the best episode after all this, man. Dude. This this is the best book I'm literally reading right now, guys. And I know we're kind of getting top three I'm reading right now. This is literally organic.
pandemic talk right now, fans, but we're li- we're literally looking at this book as we speak, kind of reminding ourselves of what we just read prior two, three days ago. And dude, this thing is wild. This guy does not give a damn. I mean, thank you, uh, Image, for giving us this book. I almost wasn't going to pick it up, but previews kind of blew it up too big yeah. to not care about it. And here I am, man. I, it's It's the best book I'm reading right now. I'll admit it. Other yeah. than Tinian's run in Batman, uh, I really don't know what's comparing itself to it right now. Bow fam, you're doing a good job. But this dude, Ernie Ray Clementine, this guy's just off the rails, guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for real, to round out the comic book side, uh, Dead End Kids, Suburban Job Number 1 comes out today. Really, you know, thankful for Frank jumping on with us a few times to preview that. I hope that you guys all uh, listened to that episode and hope everyone went out there and pre and, you know, pre-ordered that book. Because that uh, four-issue miniseries starts today. Um, yeah, con- so congratulations again, Frank Gogol, uh, from just across the bay in San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, good job, dude. Good job, Frank. Very excited for all your new projects. And you know, you'll probably be on here soon. You know, we were excited, so definitely mm-hmm. keep coming with the fire. Oh, yeah. Um, so just let's get into a couple pieces of news. I actually don't have a lot this week. Um, you know, I usually just hit a few websites to to see it, but I th- but Game of Thrones, Sean, you told me this in pre-production, Game of Thrones animated series at HBO Max is in early development. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. I, it's, it's HBO Max. I don't really know what to expect because it's animated. Like, will they, you know, cuss or, you know, what I'm saying, like, what can I expect from a from an animated series that I would expect from the actual TV show, you know? Well, they did add it's an adult animated series. So, yeah, I mean, we watched obviously Game of Thrones, so we know what to expect or what we're hopefully anticipating. We got the prequel already filming, and that's coming out, which I know we'll definitely be watching. But, yeah, I mean, if it's more Game of Thrones, a animated series specifically for adults, I'm sure they'll include all of the above. It should be pretty good. I'm definitely actually curious what direction they're going to go, like the time frame of the prequel, the Game of Thrones that, you know, we know. Who knows? Yeah, for real. And then the other show that is rumored to be in, you know, at least talked about or in development. If you want to talk about a world, uh, it's 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 number two to me. You know, like DC specifically with you know Batman, Superman. That's my number one. But even above Star Wars, even above the MCU, even above Lord of the Rings, all of those big like IPs, uh, worlds is Harry Potter. Read all of the seven books, watched all eight movies numerous times, loved Harry Potter books and, and movies, but apparently there is a series that's going to be coming to HBO Max as well. So between all the, those two, and then we just got the trailer of Godzilla versus King Kong. Dude, like HBO Max is is doing really well. And then I just saw the news that Wonder Woman 84 specifically helped HBO Max double their subscriber numbers. So HBO Max, I mean, it's, it's not going to touch Disney Plus or Netflix anytime soon, but, you know, to exceed expectations, I think that's going to happen. Well, I mean, specifically for Harry Potter, I actually watched them all because I brought all of your movies. But <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, Harry Potter World, how could you not have... What, basically, is what's it so long. We anticipated it having a show and all the spinoffs that they're having currently that are coming out. HBO Max, it's great for them. Obviously, that's going to get a whole bunch of viewers, the movies they already have. You know, I'm stuck on watching The Sopranos, man. So I know they got some Dude. good material on HBO Max. I'm stuck yeah. on it, bro. But it's funny that you brought up uh, the trailers that are 
recently coming out and the ones that are going to be coming out with Godzilla and Kong. That looks badass. I am excited for that. And I was scared if that was going to be just kind of one of those, oh, you know, another Godzilla movie or something. But that, I don't know, man. Just watching something about it mm-hmm. just attracted me. Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm excited for that. Then the Mortal Kombat's going to come out soon. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out, bro. And knowing that I just got to log in with my parents' account and it's free. <laughs> Count me in. Yeah, I mean, people are jonesing for that official Mortal Kombat trailer, too. So people are just waiting for that to come out, you know? Well, it's funny that we're talking about all these different things, because, I mean, I don't want to cut you off if I am uh, in regards to a couple of news, but it kind of alludes to what we're talking about right now uh, in regards to the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. They are on schedule for uh, filming and finishing on time as expected, and immediately following is when they'll start filming The Flash. Oh, cool. I mean, specifically us in California and like Alameda County, like we've been getting a lot of things reopening, like tattoo shops and hair salons. So it's going to be interesting to see what other things start to then reopen in, in these more like conservative, as far as COVID's concerned, states like California and specifically a couple of our, you know, we just got word that the San Jose Sharks are back at the Shark Tank in San Jose. If, as of February 13th, so I think we're going to start seeing, not sure about movie theaters opening, but at least the movies themselves, the studios opening back up um, and getting things done a lot quicker. So all these delays, hopefully we won't see a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? Well, hopefully everyone's wallet opened up, maybe not for movies, but for the AMC movie right. uh, theater ticker, because the stocks just shot through the roof, not to get into stocks, but holy moly. I know. I mean, that's, I mean, that's news, like, that's unavoidable news, you know? It's, 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 it's pretty crazy that, you know, everything, everything from, like, ESPN to, like, re- obviously regular news, like Yahoo News, and then the couple websites I'm on, like, um, like, IGN.com, I look up some news things, and IGN, that's like video games and comic book news. There you go, GameStop and AMC. So it's kind of like what, what's been going on the last couple of days has been intertwining in like every single industry. It's pretty crazy. And I think obviously not to get into it too deep because I know at the end of the day, we are the comic bookies podcast that collide <laughs> the world of sports and comics. But just real quick, I guess alluding to that, you know, AMC stock, I think it's more just a philosophy and just kind of stepping back, just big picture just looking at the influence a blog can have a Reddit type of platform and, you know, it just portrays a certain stock juicing it up into buying it, buying it. And it's more so just, I guess, the influence it could have on people and say, hey, it could turn something worth $2 into $20, $30 just that fast. Yeah, no, for real, for real. It's crazy. Um, And then finally, to round out sort of like the, you know, new side, if you guys don't have anything else, but Sean, um, WandaVision episode three came out last Friday. So spoiler alerts for everyone who's listening right now, we're going to talk about episode three right now. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be over a week since episode three came out. So it should be enough time for you to jump on and watch like this 30 minute episode. But um, but yeah, so another good episode. Another episode that kind of jumps the decade, you know, we have, it's like in the seventies, like a Brady Bunch type feel to it. We have an accelerated pregnancy where Wanda like is pregnant and like gives birth all within the same episode to the twin boys. Um, and then we also at the, like the last, you know, five, 10 minutes, we actually get a little bit of like, okay, so here we go. This, this story's opening up now. It's not kind of a little confusing like the first two episodes were like, what is going on here? You know, so the two different worlds finally meet 
yeah, at the end. So what? So what was your, you know, like what like, did you like about episode three? You know, I I'm really liking it because it felt it was like two episodes in one. The first half, I mean, from the introduction, it literally felt and probably on purpose created like a Brady Bunch show. Just the introduction. Mm-hmm. Kind of just accelerated pregnancy and even vision when the first child's born and she starts screaming. He has that, huh? And there's another one, <laughs> you know, and obviously uh, they have the twin babies. And then it fast forwards into kind of the end of the episode to where you have the neighbors kind of like, uh, do you know who's in there with Wanda? Do you know anything about her? She has yeah. no home. And you start just putting the dots together that there's there's just something there's a big brother watching everything that's going on right now. There is something, just a whole new twist. And of course, Wanda just, you know, she put that sister in a whole new area. And obviously yeah. all these cars swarm in. And who are those cars, you know? Yeah, I think I think Sword was on the side of one of the cars. So obviously it's like the agents who are, you know, and they just, they obviously sent her in. You know, she's got the little pendant on her necklace that says, that has a sword on it. You know, she... Gives herself up by saying, like, when Wanda says, oh, I used to have a, uh, like, I'm a twin, too. You know, like, Pietro. And she starts yep. singing in um, Sokovian. And then she's like, oh, but your brother was killed, right? He was killed by Ultron. How you know that? And she was like, what'd you say? And then she totally tries to change, to change the subject. And she's like, no, no, like, what did you say? And then pretty much just blasts her out of this. And it looks like a staticky force field surrounded by these huge like poles and stuff. So like, uh, dude, like, so we're, I'm going to admit this, like me, myself personally, I'm not one to like know hell of about the comic books and like, oh, this is from this story, this is from that story. So I kind of get, you know, like I'm not that deep of a person. So when I hear a theory that when the butterflies in the baby room, like come to life and she's like, oh, how'd that happen? Or like when she's trying to not show her the stork walking around the house and stuff and her trying to get rid of it that's like symbolizing her losing control of her powers like she's doing it and she can't control like like when i hear stuff like that it's like okay well i didn't know that you know what i'm saying so after each of these episodes i have to go on like some podcast or a youtube video or or my wife's looking up a website to see all these fan theories and stuff of what's really happening i can't help it it's intoxicating and like i i, I get addicted to like looking up all these theories for an hour after the episode it's crazy well this episode's my episode episodes this whole season's been so creative to uh, making the most obvious not obvious we're seeing certain things that are kind of like right in front of our face but there's everything has like a, a meaning behind it a secret meaning behind it something that we don't know and like you bro i'm always wondering like oh you know your brother died by you know from ultron and it's like huh who is she who's she connected to and you start just thinking you know is is, is there an Ultron? Like, you can't help but think mm-hmm. certain things. So, yeah. yeah, bro, I definitely get that feel all the time. But, like, all right, here specifically, this is one of the things I really didn't freaking get. What was Herb doing when he was, like, sawing the wall? He's like, hey, what's up, Vision? Like, what was he doing? Is he trying to, like, break out? Are they trying to escape? Because remember, because remember when, she, when um, what the hell's her name? Is it Guinevere or Gwendolyn or, or whatever her name is? The, the African-American chick. It, it, it's one of those. It, oh, yeah. God damn it. I, I, it's, I forgot her name. <laughs> yeah. So, G, so yeah. the one who works for Sword, she remember she brings the doctor into the kitchen. Yeah. And then when he leaves with Vision, he's like, oh, nah, I'm not going to go on my trip. You know, small town is hard to escape. So like, what, what the hell's going on? But then Catherine Hahn's character, Agnes or whatever, she's like, you know, 
doesn't really feel her. Like she doesn't have a husband. There's no kids. She doesn't have a home or whatever. She, you know, it's kind of like, okay, is she evil? Because obviously sword, but then I don't know. Sword is trying to investigate like what's going on in this world that, that Wanda has created. Are they trying to have, are they trying to save her? Like, dude, this is until the other six episodes come out. I don't know. I'm freaking lost, bro. And I'm also interested in the scene what's going to develop with the neighbors into what you just mentioned. Cause they know something, obviously you can even see the husband's about to say something until the wife's like, okay, time to go. Like, yeah. And then you see like a preview. There's always like these commercials on online or on TV and it, and it shows future episodes and future scenes where it looks like a Halloween episode. And then Catherine Hans character, like, Oh, are you an Avenger? Like, are you here to save us or whatever? So that could be like just to play like, cause it's Halloween episode or it could mm-hmm. be like real. Like, I don't know what to do. So, like in, instead of like losing sleep over it, I'm just gonna say, okay, calm down. Next, like next week, <laughs> we episode like episode four is out. Let, let let's go. So if they go decade by decade, obviously they they can't go decade by decade every week. They're gonna have to have an episode or two where it com- it's completely outside of her mind, and it's like you know her, uh, you know like what's what like what sword is doing the whole episode. So I mean we'll see. But episode three was really good. It was definitely, I think, um, better than the first two episodes just because I got more of a feeling of what's going on. And I'm kind of scared um, of Scarlet Witch, of Wanda, because she was – and because at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, what what happened? Like, where'd she go? Oh, she had to rush home. Like, she lied. Like, she, she consciously knew what she was face, doing. Man. She, she got look. rid of her. Yeah. So now it's like uh, – and then she just had two babies. So she's in like super protective mommy mode. And um, so, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, another fan theory is that we're going to see um, there's spo- supposedly there's this actor, you know, the actor who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies and yes, Magneto uh-huh. and, and Magneto was his dad or whatever. Yeah. He's supposed to play one of the two sons. Like, what the hell? How does he play to one of the two sons? So obviously they grow up pretty fast, too. And so apparently Everything we're going to see them. Accelerated, obviously. Yeah. Because it's all in our mind. Who knows what's going to happen? So um, that is WandaVision. And Mark and Sean, if you have nothing else to add to the comic book side, we are done. And as we transition over to the sports side of the uh, podcast, we want to remind you that we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go get your books. Um, If you're going to Treasure Island, they are now closed because it's like 11 o'clock at night almost. But go ahead and uh, check him out on Friday and Saturdays. He is open. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms at the Comic Bookies. Email us thecomicbookies at gmail.com. And please subscribe to the channel on YouTube, the Comic Bookies. Obviously, that is where we're going live in two weeks from Saturday, episode 100. So, Mark, I haven't talked to you in a while, so you're gonna jump on here first. So, on the sports side, there you go. Good call, bro. Got to hand it to there you. There it is. I mean. How unlucky of a sports fan am I? I mean, my my Raiders haven't done diddly poo since like 2003. And then what I want to happen, Green Bay versus Buffalo, I can't even get that. I get the complete opposite of Tampa Bay and, and Kansas City. So um, I'll give you the floor. But uh, first of all, good call on the game, bro. Well, that's the pessimism that you live with, Mike. I mean, we all know how you, you hate. Even though Mr. Tom Brady is here about, you know, he's local about, what, 20 miles from where you, myself, and Sean grew up at. But yet you still, uh, you know, you still don't, you still don't learn to love the guy, you know. I, I know that gonna, you hate. I'm never going to do that. You never can. But when it comes to making money, comic bookie fans, well, yeah. this is the number one rule in handicapping when it comes to betting on games or, you know, anything in life. You know, you got to bet with your 
head and not your heart. Because when you bet with your heart, it usually gets you burnt. And, you know, Tom Brady, you know, I, I've been talking about is this a Reno trip, guys? This is a comic bookie Reno trip. Maybe, you know, live stream from Instagram, if we will, at the casino. But I think that I, I might be ready, man. I think that, you know, we know that we already know. That's the thing. This is why I like games like this, because we already know. And this is what kind of scared me off of Tampa Bay going up to Green Bay, you know, with that plus three, plus two and a half, you know, underdog role that they obviously won on the money line. But it scared me because Green Bay went into Tampa Bay earlier, the Battle of the Bays, you know, and and Green Bay obviously got slaughtered. Tampa Bay, Tom, you know, they really handled it, handled it to them, handed it to them in that game. You guys mentioned earlier that I don't even think Devontae Adams was playing in that game or whatnot. But at the end of the day, the outcome is what it is. And at the end of the day, in the second matchup, which I was actually kind of, you know, on the ropes about, kind of scared about. But, hey, look at what happened, right? Uh, Tom came, he prevailed, they got up, they got, you know, at one point we, obviously we were doing the comic bookie 100th episode pre-run here, dry run at my house and at the studio when Sean is giving us the updates and, you know, Green Bay, they were crawling, they were doing what they could do, but they couldn't get back. And Tom prevails again, like I said, like I mentioned back in what, episode 80-ish, I'd say months ago at least three or four months ago tom is going to be the first quarterback to play in his home stadium in the super bowl after the tampa bay lightning have just won the stanley cup after the tampa bay rays have just you know made the world the world series eventually losing to the doyas the los angeles doyas but at the end of the day hey look bro tampa bay teams are on fire shot out tampa bay if we got any tampa bay fans comic bookies if you guys know anybody from Tampa Bay, shout them out. Let us know in the comments. Let us, you know, let we'll get you on because Tampa Bay has been hot. But at the end of the day, now you're going in. Patrick Mahomes rolling into Tampa Bay. Tom is being disrespected. Plus three underdog in his home in his home stadium. Bruce Arians, Tom. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is the play of the decade. Tom is about to be waving seven rings on his fingers. And if you guys aren't with me, then you guys are going to be left in the dust because comic bookie fans, if you're with me, let me know who's out there. Because I see too much love for Patrick Mahomes, but I'm telling you right now, I'm ready to drop the house on Tom doing it. And not only losing, not only losing twice to Patrick Mahomes in the same season, but getting even with him in his own house. In Super Bowl, what, 56, I believe, or 50? I don't even know yeah, what 56. the damn. 56. Thank you, Mike. But listen, guys, listen, comic bookie fans. Tom, he's God's gift to football right now, right? <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I, I'm almost with Mike on this one, but sometimes the hate just can't be that strong, Mike. Sometimes you got to deal with the hate in another way and just deal with the bank account in a certain way. And right now I'm trying to deal with the bank account. And I think that I just think it's heaven sent for Tom to win this Super Bowl. I mean, I might be wrong. I know there's a lot of people against me. You know, I, I, I'm, I might I might be the hedge fund right now while everybody on Patrick Mahomes is Wall Street bets. But what I'm saying is uh, 
I'm ready to short Patty Mahomes in this Super Bowl. Going back to back is hard, guys. Going back to back is hard. And right now we got Tom as a home underdog playing the Super Bowl in his own stadium for the first time ever in history. Come on, guys. They're printing. You know, Tom's printing money for us right now, in my opinion. Let's go, baby. I mean, you keep saying Tom this, Tom that, but Tom Brady didn't win the NFC Championship. He threw three second-half interceptions, and the Green Bay Packers got six points off of those damn turnovers. Sean kept saying every, like, five minutes it sounded like that defensive line won them that game. And if I'm telling you, I, I, I'm with you, Mark. If that defensive line plays the same way and they can and they can hit Mahomes as much as they did Aaron Rodgers and make him uncomfortable on those third down plays and just kind of force either three and outs or field goals, I agree with you, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's tough. But this is a whole different story. You got to think about it, guys. Guys. Well, they're not going to have on, every, come every on. single fan come in Tampa Bay. Every come single. On, for, hold on. I also want to go back to you, by the way, the whole Tampa thing. Okay, Tampa, Florida. The Rays, I think, play in St. Petersburg. They've been playing friggin' Tampa, so stop it with the whole Tampa Bay. technicalities. Here they Get come. Out Get out of here. I know, right? I know. <laughs> but um, but no, dude, it's it's uh like Tampa's gonna have what half the fans there. You know, I mean, he's been playing there for a whole season. It's not like it's Foxborough where it's like, oh, I love playing here. He's played here like eight games, like nine games. So, I mean, half the fans are going to be chief fans. Half the fans are going to be, you know, but it's him in that situation. I agree. Like I, you know, now, at the at the end of the day, dude, hey, bro, I'm telling you, Mike, it's Tom. I, I mean, I know it's, Mike, it's Tom it, like in the big game. But I mean, like, I just I don't know. I get kind of like, uh, dude. Personally, like, well, how can you be but, like so happy about this? They've gone on the road. They've won three games on the road to p- put themselves in this position. You think that they're gonna go through those trials and tribulations, three games on the road to get to the Super Bowl in their home stadium and just put up a dud against this Mahomes that's trying to prove the world that he can win back to back, which is hard as hell to do. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I hate to bet against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But at the same time, bro, we're going against the GOAT, man. I mean, we just got to be realistic at some time. This reminds me of the Super Bowl back when it was here, Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara, when it was your boy Cam Newton against one of the greats, Peyton Manning, you know, which sucked that year. But he had that defense. And all I heard all I was working construction that year. And all I heard, bro. Oh, who are you going to take? Oh, come on, Cam Newton. They're like 15-1. They're like sick. They're like damn near undefeated. Cam, 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 Cam. And I'm like, me and my guy that we've been gambling for years, we've been handicapping these games for years. We've been around this shit for years, guys. TCB, Mike, Sean, listen to me. We've been around this shit for years. The first thing we said was this. We said, man, this can't be real life. They really telling me that they're going to give, that they're, they're really counting out Peyton Manning that bad? Where Cam Newton, just because he had this wondrous season, obviously, yes, an MVP season, one of the best seasons of his career, right? But at the end of the day, you're counting out Peyton Manning. I believe the spread was about minus six for the Panthers, and I believe the Denver Broncos were about plus six, six and a half at that point. And obviously, the spread with Tom isn't that big, but this, this is reminding me exactly of that Super Bowl, Sean. I mean, you can touch on it a little bit if you want, but... What I'm saying is I I just I if I'm going to drop money I got to drop it on the goat. I got to drop it on on going against the grain. 
yet, you know, there's still a week and a half away. I haven't started my handicapping all that much, but just looking at from what I've seen and what I've been calling all year and what I think is going to happen, hey, man, it's ride or die with Tom, man. I don't know. Sean, you got anything to add to that? I just... Well, I think when you look at Tom and the Buccaneers, if there's a team that can do it, it's Tampa. I mean, you look at the conference championship game. Yeah, they got all these turnovers on the defensive side against Rodgers, and they held them. Or, sorry, Green Bay got all those turnovers, but the Tampa Bay defense held them to six points the whole game. So defensively, there's no doubt. I mean, they're there, and obviously you got the GOAT. You got Tom. Antonio Brown's going to play. You still got Godwin. Evans, uh, Fournette, you have, you have a good team. I mean, it's on paper. I mean, it speaks for itself. They're a great team. Mahomes, though, is just another beast. And that's not to take anything away, actually, from Tampa, but just the way the NFL is built right now with the rules, it's hard to beat Kansas City. They, they lost one time this year, and it was against the Raiders who outscored them. It wasn't even a defensive matchup. It was just a straight outscoring game. And Tampa Bay, while they have all those weapons, I think Kansas City right now is just striding so much. I mean, going back to our last episode before the conference championship, I said Buffalo, they just aren't going to be able to compete with them offensively. Uh, The way that they're built right now, they could just, oh, we're down 14, oh, we're down 13, like whatever it is, okay, let's just go score a touchdown real quick. Like they have those bang, bang players. I think what helped is Devontae Adams didn't do that good with the cornerback play, but the linebackers were the key for Tampa. So if they can just contain Kelsey, I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to help Tampa have the edge. But as of right now, I mean, as much as going against the GOAT is a little eh, you know, there's a new sheriff in town, and Mahomes, he's going to probably go back-to-back, in my opinion. I, I'm thinking the opposite. I think that they can go ahead and let Kelsey eat. Tyreek Hill, they need to keep him in front. Like, just him... Those plays that he can make, yeah. like he, here's the screen, and it turns into like 20, 25 plays. I mean, I don't mean to bring it up, Sean, but like you know that like that play on the last drive when Tyreek was like play? left like, yes, like, like wide open. <laughs> it was just like, dude, like make Mahomes uncomfortable. The freaking Raiders uh, beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this year. Make him uncomfortable. Get in his in his grill, and then you have to contain. Keep Tyreek in front of you. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. If, if, if they contain those two players, then Tampa Bay's got it. But even like that, like, I actually completely agree from that standpoint, but then they'll go make a Miko Hartman look great, a Sammy oh, Watkins look great, you know, Le'Veon's going to play. Who's not to say he's going to go score a damn touchdown because he's still a good football player. Clyde Hilaire, like, they are just loaded with weapons. And I just think the way that they utilize them in an Andy Reid offense there's no doubt you keep Tyreek in front and you prevent those, you know, first and 12 end around turn into a freaking 30 yard gain. A hundred percent. It's going to help. But I just think the way they execute with their players is just a little bit better than Tampa. Cause I mean, Tom Brady, we looked at it last week. If they get some pressure in his face with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, I mean, Tom Brady was throwing some ducks last week. Let's that's, be honest. And you're right. Mike, true. He did not win that football game. It was that defense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Mark, anything else? Uh, I, you know, Tampa Bay Bucks. We're looking at a three and a half point underdog spread here. I mentioned earlier that it was three points, but right now live lines that we're looking at a the, the hook, dude. I'm sorry, man. If I can get to Reno right now and buy <laughs> the hook to four, bro, I'm telling you, 
I can't wait until we rep- until we do episode 100 because that's the sandwich episode. But I don't even need episode 99. I don't need Carl Edwards to give you guys the lock right now. Comic bookie fans. <laughs> Daniel Suarez track Cousin house. Carl. Hey, hey, dale, dale. <laughs> hey, hold on. Do you see that? Do you see that iFly's paint scheme? That looks nice. That was awesome, bro. Uh, I, I did see I'm, that. Is it white and blue? Yeah, like white, blue, and then like whatever yeah, iFly's logo is. Mm-hmm. I did see it. Let's just hope that the paint scheme. I don't know. I don't know if paint can make you go faster on the track, but uh, <laughs> help me fly sorry, faster. <laughs> but yeah, man, three and a half here, guys. We're looking at a over under, guys, about fifty six and a half. If you guys like Tampa Bay on the money line, which I do, one and a half to one favorites. If you're looking to back Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line, you're looking at minus 170. Guys, dude, I mean, I, if I'm coming in, rolling into Vegas, I'm not going against the GOAT as an underdog. I mean, dude, I, this is, guys, this is setting up. I mean, we look for plays all year long. We look for setups in the stock market and all year long, right? And this is a setup in this market that we're looking for. And this is what I'm looking for all year long. Not only did I think, not only have I called Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl in his hometown, but yet an underdog of getting approaching to four points at that. Come on. The disrespect is real here, guys. Uh, I mean, this is no and advice. Right. This is no financial advice. This is no comic bookie advice. But I'm telling you, man, we live here in Northern California. We're about three hours away from legally betting in Nevada because it is not legal yet in this state. California, get it together. But guys, <laughs> if you're willing to ride with me through the snow, through the Sierra Nevadas to get to a little bit of Reno to drop money on a Tom, uh, I'm willing to ride with you guys because it's a lock. And I don't use that word around here loosely, but I'm telling you, Tom is a lock in the Super Bowl, baby. Mahomes will not win back to back. Not against the GOAT. Not against the GOAT. Mark my words. Don't even go to Reno. Just have to go to State Line. Just go to Mont Blue or Hard Rock. Yeah, the Bovada. Yeah, but then you got to go to the 50. And when you go to the 50, you know, it's a little bit more harsh. I'd rather go through the 80. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm not going with you. But um, but we'll get more into it, like the actual game itself, um, next week. Uh, let's do a little NBA check-in. We have Philadelphia 76ers with a block shot to beat the Los Angeles Lakers today. A huge win for them. Both of those teams were in first place in their respective conferences. Now the Lakers are a half game behind the Utah Jazz, who are in first place. Our Warriors, Sean, I believe they won. So they, they are did. two games over 500 in sixth place in the Western Conference. Guys, how are the first, uh, what's it look like, almost 20 games going so far for you guys the NBA season? Uh, it's been a fun start, you know. It's been... Sean, are you playing fantasy? Oh, man, of course. And I'm so, actually who's, seeing... so, who, so who's on your team? Who's doing good for you right now? Uh, I got Bam Adebayo. I like him uh, from the Miami Heat. I got um, Brogdon from the Pacers. He's actually been like my MVP. He's been playing great. Malcolm. Malcolm, man, that's the guy right there. And I actually do got Russell Westbrook. Unfortunately, Washington's like, oh, man, they're like 3-10 and 10 or something like that. They're just atrocious. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because they got Bradley Beal. I've seen a crazy stat. He's lost his last 10 games that he scored 30 or more points, I believe. It's just like a crazy stat. And he's Stop just, scoring. <laughs> well, he's actually balling out, shooting good. Yeah. But 
No, those are pretty much my key players, but the season itself, it's been good. It's kind of just continued on from the bubble. The bubble is good. The season's been good so far. Happy to see the Warriors are playing well. Kind of got your prime contenders on top as usual, the Lakers, uh, 76ers actually take him down, Sean. They did, today, yeah. By Tobias one point. hit a game-winning elbow jumper, and then uh, there was that late uh, block-type shot on uh, Anthony Davis. But no, I mean, it's still a little early in the season to kind of see who's going to be the champion, obviously. But, you know, you still have your favorites, a.k.a., you know, the LeBron-led uh, Lakers who are up there in first. But just overall, man, the season's been good, a lot of good quality. Happy to see it. Yeah, I mean, so not really a surprise. The Lakers and the Clippers are up there. But some of the surprise teams, I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns were kind of high on. They're only at 500 right now. Um, the Miami Heat, they're 6-11. and 11. Maybe they need... Struggling, man. Yeah, they're struggling. Okay. Um, they, you know, Maybe they need to spend more, more attention on their team and not on the COVID uh, sniffing dogs. You know, at the line, I have no idea what they're sniffing for. But, yeah, the Toronto Raptors... Pizza? Huh? COVID smell like pizza. So he's going around. No, and I'm just. <laughs> I have no to idea. Get a joke out of it, but but, but what is like? What are they? Far, can they sniffing dogs, man? Come can on they now. detect a fever? Can they detect like what is it? Like do humans smell different when they can't taste or smell? Like oh, I, I don't know. The video actually, people in line, social distance, going into the game, and it was literally a gentleman masked up walking with you know walking a dog who would go up to people and like. He would just sniff them for like, man, two seconds if that, and just go person to person. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you have him smelling for, but come on now. Yeah, and you know, if the season ended today, you got teams like the Hawks, the Cavs, the Knicks. They're all making the playoffs. So that's that's pretty crazy. The Raptors are four games under 500. The Nets are still doing well. You know, you have the, the teams who we expect to be up there: the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nets, the even the Pacers are four games over 500. You know, it's the, I think the season's going pretty well so far. I've caught actually, you know, I'm doing my thing with the Warriors. You know, like they're on TV, and if I have to do whatever I'm doing around the house as I close the evening out, I have them on. I have the volume. That's all up you I, can. That's you all know? you can do. Thank you. Did I ditto that yeah. back, bro? Yeah, that's. I'm the, I'm the exact same way with the kids. With everything yeah. going on in my life, you know, I got the local channel. I got, you know, obviously we get the TNT games, you know, and whatnot. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we get all the Warriors games and I'll tune them in. You know, I'll, I'll put yeah. them in, in the background. I'm not going to watch the whole two and a half, three hour game, pregame, postgame, whatnot. But, dude, hey, I feel like that's enough to keep me entertained. Curry, he's a. Uh, doing his little MVP bid right now. And I I'm excited, dude. You know, I Wiggins, he's been kind of turning it up and as a Bay area fan. And I know a lot of our fans obviously are from the Bay area, but I think that uh, I'm excited for the season going forward. Uh, we're above 500 if I am not mistaken. So, Hey, why not? You know, I, I don't watch these games religiously, but uh, it, it's just enough to keep us in tune, guys. And um, I, what can I say? It, it's entertaining for the, for the most part. Yeah, as a matter of fact, a couple of days ago, I was actually reading Batman Catwoman, getting ready for the episode tonight, and the Sharks were playing. And so I just kind of muted the TV 
just kind of sitting on the couch watching the rest of the game and you know I kind of look up if if I, if I see that maybe a goal had gone in or whatever but yeah so that's what I do I kind of do the things either for myself or around the house it's what I do for baseball basketball and hockey pretty much unless it's the playoffs obviously like yeah like I said a few weeks ago football is the only sport where I can actually enjoy sitting on my ass for the three hours you know and and like I mentioned earlier, man, the Warriors, the sixth seed right now, I mean, that's not too bad. As we know, the Western Conference was going to be hard to deal with, with the, obviously the champs coming out of there. We obviously saw Utah and Donovan Mitchell, and we saw the Nuggets and all the, you know, Jokic and all the all these teams that have been real great coming out of the West, you know. Portland, they got something to prove after losing, you know, so many times to the Warriors. Houston with, uh, you know, John Wall over there trying to prove what he's got. But yet that team has blown it all up, but they're trying to keep it together at the same time, which is like kind of an oxymoron that we're dealing with in this NBA season. But, you know, we obviously expected more from the Phoenix Suns sitting at, you know, 500 right now, eight and eight. With uh, Chris Paul coming over and, you know, um, I think that we have a lot to look forward to. But with my Warriors sitting at sixth, guys, do you think that the Warriors actually have a chance to continue this quote unquote playoff run as they sit in six right now in the latter in the early stages of the season? Sorry, guys. We easily have a chance to make a playoff run and we could easily make the playoffs i think the way we're built and he's you know we have steph curry man the way he's playing alluding to what you said mark he's having an mvp type season and he's not actually he's not exactly carrying us because we're getting some good play from uh wiseman as a rookie had 25 points tonight specifically and you know what wiggins man for all the hate that he's gotten he is playing really good offensively and defensively which is helping and you can see Ubre is getting more and more comfortable despite the super, super slow start. So I think the team's getting better. We still do need some help. I still think we're about a player away on the bench because you still need that one guy who you know is going to be that instant offense. I think like on the bench, you're always like, okay, who's it going to be today? You know, is Mulder going to do something? Is Damian Lee going to do something? But we just need that one guy. So... If the Warriors can maybe make another transaction, I heard maybe J.J. Redick might be available. Just, you know, stretch the court a little bit, a lockdown uh, offensive shooter. Maybe that'll help a little bit. But to get to the playoffs, for sure, I think we're definitely good enough. I mean, championship team, no, we're definitely not a championship team. I can definitely say that right now. <laughs> Don't hit us with that, Sean. Don't no, hit us I mean, with... you know, it doesn't mean bad. You're being, just, real... You're being realistic. Not good enough. We're just not good enough. That's not to say that, you know, I don't think we're a playoff team. We can't make a little bit of a playoff run. But looking at big picture without Clay, who, like, he fits the puzzle piece. Not just, oh, we got Ubre to fill, you know, Clay's spot. You can't fill Clay's spot. And, you know, to beat a Lakers-type team, to beat some of these just super elite teams, you know, it's just really hard, man. You need to have your team fully healthy. And right now, you know, we're a good, you know, six, five seed. Yes, sir. So, I mean, going, um, we'll check back in with the NBA in a few weeks, you know, probably maybe, ah, probably a week after the 100th episode, but, uh, to round out the sports section, um, we don't need to talk about hockey. We ain't talking about no EPL, but Conor McGregor and the UFC, he gets TKO'd for, I believe the first time in his career, um, comes out of retirement and fights and Mark, I think you, I think you saw the fight. I did not. 
but you guys were kind of keeping me up to date. Um, so yeah. So what'd you guys think of the fight? I mean, I mean, at least was the, was the undercard good? You know, I have no, no idea. Yeah, I got to give it out to my wife's sister, uh, my sister-in-law, obviously. Um, she was calling it, obviously, the whole fight before. She's like, he's going to – someone – she didn't even know who, but she said someone's going to get knocked in the second round. And her fiancé was saying, you know, I think that if Connor gets bipped up a little bit and gets kind of like dazed, I think that he's just going to get it handed to him. And lo and behold uh, – the sister-in-law, along with the her fiance. I mean, we saw the next morning. If the, <laughs> I love this, guys. I sent it to them the next morning. I said, "Look, if you if you and your wifey would have parlayed this, it was about a thirty to one winning man. If you would have parlayed Poirier to TKO or KO right in the second round, which which obviously he ha- he and um um his his fiance had, I think that um." They would have been really uh, fond of the payout, but it was pretty crazy, man. Conor McGregor, you know, proper 12, this guy, uh, what can I say about him? He was once a great, he's kind of reminding me of, uh, you got to stop retiring, bro. I mean, if if you want to stay prevalent in this sport, just quit coming out of retirement, quit saying you're going to this, quit saying you're in that. Just like Khabib, Khabib said his dad passed away. So that was going to be the last fight that he had, which was two months ago. I I even forgot who it was with. But, you know, I'm coming out. I'm retiring. I'm this. I'm that. But, dude, these fighters, they're not ready to retire. You guys are 32, 33 years old. Come on now. You guys aren't going to retire. Quit selling us fans short. Quit making us think that you guys are washed up when you guys really aren't. Conor McGregor, I mean, I don't know. Sean, did you watch the fight? Mike, what do you guys think? I know you guys watched the highlights if you guys didn't watch it live. But at the end of the day, McGregor, just like, you know, just like my brother-in-law basically said it, you know, bam, bam, bam. He got dazed. He got hit. Once he got hit, and that was it, you know. Conor, he's the type of fighter that he's got to be in control. If he's not in control, he's not going to win the fight. And, you know, Poirier, he's a great boxer. He's been boxing for a long time. And, you know, if McGregor couldn't pin him down to the mat like McGregor is prone to do, uh, Poirier came in, used his boxing skills, and uh, he did a great job to win this fight. It was a huge fight, uh, pay-per-view at that, you know, and I think that – I think that is great for UFC. I, I think that is great for Poirier. I'm glad that he won because I think that it kind of just shows that, you know, McGregor, you're going to have to, you're not just going to use your fame and your fortune that you have in the past to kind of just come up in this sport and try to dominate. No, there's little guys out here that are going to take you. We saw in the undercard fight, the guy that came up from Bell- uh, Bellator that was ready to take on Khabib and all these other big guys. I forgot his name, but that guy was fired up and this sport is only getting bigger guys. And, uh, I'm excited. We don't talk much UFC here because we're not huge UFC fans, but as it's growing and as the popularity gains, you know, seems to gain control of, uh, some of the market share when it comes to these live sports events, I'm definitely, definitely more intrigued to see, these up and coming fighters, these up and coming matches. And I, I'm willing to talk about it more because I'm pretty sure that a lot of our fans are into this shit because Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu, it's all, it's all over the world, you know, Brazil, Asia, 
And we got fans all over the world. So let us know if you're into UFC, if you're into mixed martial arts, if you're into jujitsu, we're here to talk about it. We just want to connect with you guys. So let us know, man. Well, I didn't know what you said, Mark. I did watch the fight and it was a good card overall, uh, especially that. It was. Yeah, McGregor. I mean, even McGregor in the beginning, he actually started off really good. Like he was landing punches. He was good tactically. He was uh, doing a lot of good grapples. And Poirier, I mean, he obviously, you can see he has a good boxing skill. And eventually he hit that one, two, three. And that was it for Connor. But in general, I mean, Poirier is good. But you can see I, he doesn't have that it, in my opinion, to be like a big time champion. And going back to McGregor, I mean, the whole retiring, unretiring, he just kind of uses his name to sell his fights. And people are going to, you know, just keep watching him. He can, you know, he lost this past fight. He can announce, you know, a fight tomorrow and people are still going to watch it because he's built that reputation. But he's at a point in his career, he's like, what, 32, 33 right now? 32. You know, and even like the way he kind of carries himself, he's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm going to continue fighting, getting the paychecks. But it's like he doesn't have that killer instinct anymore. He really doesn't. And I'm not saying he's done. You know, he'll have a couple more fights. He'll probably win a couple here and there. But it's just like he's not the fighter he used to be. Going to what Mike said, you know, he needs to kind of just focus on fighting and not all the extracurricular and the whole retiring and retiring. Like, I, I don't get that. I mean, Khabib saying he retired, I actually could believe that. I mean, I do see what you're saying, Mark, that, you know, fighters can't stay away, whether it's money related or just a certain thing. But then again, there's a George St. Pierre. He retired, he stayed retired. So, you know, in this game, you know, anything can happen. But as of right now, I mean, McGregor is definitely not on top of the world, quote-unquote, and his those days are definitely long past. But MMA is getting bigger. The event was good overall. Thank you for all these free websites that all these uh, young geniuses are creating for us <laughs> so we don't need to pay for it. It's crazy. But, like like MMA, UFC, like you say, it's getting bigger. But I used to be hardcore, like, watching every pay-per-view, like, you know, 10 years ago when, like, t- when everyone, when every douchebag on the street was – was wearing a tap out shirt, you know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't, if it wasn't an Ed Hardy shirt, it was, Ed a, Hardy it, was freaking, it, it was, a, it was a tap out shirt. So Lost I mean, like, Vegas, I, like I feel personally like it was bigger. Maybe they didn't make as much money, but I feel like the popularity was bigger. And maybe I just felt that because I was personally in on it too. But I, I don't know. That, 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 I think that's the my marketing's opinion. changed though. Cause I don't think their marketing is through like, Oh, we're going to have, you know, douches wear these tap out shirts. That's like mm-hmm. the cool thing. We support the thing. I think now, I mean, I really think it's more just people watching the fight. I mean, even them being creative, going to Fight Island, doing all these different things. I mean, from what, you know, the whole things that Dana is saying, the events are getting bigger, even with the COVID. Like, again, going to different locations, they're still able to, you know, get the nice paychecks for the fighters. So, I mean, everyone likes watching it these days. It seems like everyone's watching the pay-per-views, even like exactly, Mike. You know, if you, especially someone... That used to be diehard, what, five, seven years ago was watching it. I'm sure all those people and it, it just, just it doesn't get nothing but bigger from here, especially with like the appeal of a Connor, a Khabib, a John Jones. So, no, I mean, I definitely look forward to once it gets back to quote unquote normal and you see the capacity crowds in Vegas and all of that. And not just for that, too, for the boxing, for the final four, for all these different events. But it's going to be really good to just see all these events keep getting bigger and really just getting back to the fans. I just miss the fans, man. Yeah. 
Uh, so as we round the sports out, that's pretty much all I thought I had. But Mark, we forgot one small thing uh, to kind of start the racing season and the NASCAR season. We totally forgot to mention. But real quick, the Rolex 24 at Daytona is this weekend. So that's pretty exciting, yes. like the 24-hour race. So that's um, so that's pretty exciting as we get into that. And then, in, of course, in a couple of weeks, we have all of like you know the clash and the duel, and of course the Daytona 500. But yeah, so that's pretty cool to actually start the season. It gets it gives race fans specifically something to watch, and then something of course to look forward to when they have the biggest race of them all at the same track two weeks later. You know. Yeah, and if you want to get some quick uh, NASCAR Cup Series odds, man, I know it's a little bit early, but 2021 <laughs> Series Champion Series odds are already upon us, guys. And Mike, I mean, sorry, Sean, if you will, your guy is sitting here with a Denny Hamlin at about a 6-1 to one favorite to win the next championship, even though he Chase Elliott won it on some flukery, some I don't like Uh-oh. it. There it is. There it is. I don't like it. What is that in your cup right there? Is that haterade? Oh. <laughs> oh you know man. what? Twirl it, baby. Admit, Mike, you just alluded to uh, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott and his team will be on the front row for the oh. Daytona, the 24 hours of Daytona, 24 Rolex, whatever you call it. But tune in next weekend. I obvious or is it this weekend, guys? It yeah, is. This, it is this weekend. Like it, so technically, I don't know what there's events or whatever, but like the weekend technically of racing starts tomorrow as we're recording January 28th through the 30th or 31st, whatever. That's right. And um, I'm not going to give you odds on the Daytona 500, but I'm going to give you odds on this uh on the championship series. Like I just said, Chase Elliott uh, six to one, Denny Hammond six to one, Harvick six to one. Kyle Busch about seven to one, Kozlowski seven, Logano seven, Truex seven, and you got Larson, your guy, coming in in the number five, uh, Rick Hendrick Motorsports car. He's sitting at about eleven to one with uh, Blaney at twelve to one. So I mean, these all, I'm so excited for this season, guys. Next Me too. year, next year, thank you, thank you, Mike. We all know that next year we're getting the new car. We're getting the gen, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't even know what the hell it's called, but it, the lug nuts are going to be completely different. The rims is going to be one lug nut, just like in damn Indy car and F1, whatnot. It's not going to be your traditional, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of changes. And I'm, I'm trying to get you comic bookie fans that are, you know, NASCAR racing fans out here. Um, I'm trying to get you guys ready for the transition because it's going to happen. The cars are going to be different. There's going to be a lot of changes, but we got track. We had dirt track at Bristol. We got a whole, a whole season to talk about this. And you best believe that with a football rounding out and, you know, sports dwindling down into just basically baseball and hockey and basketball and, and racing that we're going to cover this big time on here, as long as with all the other sports that you guys love. So check us out. Don't forget. We are the Comic Bookies Podcast, baby. Mike, take us away. I know you're trying to end this well, quick. No. Well, don't forget. I mean, people don't forget about us covering NASCAR, but people don't forget that we have kind of been I've, – I've been you know, slacking on the today in comic bookie history. So this is the first segment of this year. Let's get it going. And 
all the way back in 1894 as the first ever college basketball game. The University of Chicago beats Chicago YMCA. I don't know that YMCA was a college, but they beat them 19-11. Yes, you heard that correctly, a college basketball game ending 19-11. 1973, staying on college basketball, UCLA team wins their 61st consecutive game in NCAA record. Uh, one stat that me and Mark, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know about Mark. I mean, he, he, he loves the guy, so I don't know who knows, but 2002 AFC championship, the new England Patriots defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, 24, 17. Oh yeah. Okay. But that was the game after the tuck roll. So you can go ahead and suck it there. I thought you were talking about the Sue Presidente, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> So that's, uh, so that's it for the sports side. I have one thing on the entertainment side. Our boy, <laughs> Michael Jackson, 1984. Sh- Mark, the year you were born, he is burned during a filming of her Pepsi commercial. Um, today's birthdays, we have comic book writer Frank Miller, a legend in comics. He turned 64 today. Patton Oswalt, famous uh, for King of Queens, throwing King of Queens. He also was the voice of Remy and Ratatouille. Um, but he is 52 today. And Chris Collinsworth from Sunday Night Football, wide receiver for, I think, Cincinnati Bengals. He turns 62 today. And deaths, I actually have a death because most of the time I don't. But uh, guys, former WWF superstar Andre the Giant, he died today in 1993. So crazy. And actually, just to kind of talk That's about birthdays and deaths and stuff, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. So, uh, you know, shout out to Mamba, his family, and of course, all the people who were involved in that crash as well, not just him and Gianna. So that is it for today in comic bookie history. And that is it for episode 98, fellas. Take us away. Episode 98, guys. Two episodes away from 100. Very, very excited. Just to focus on this episode. Another good night with the fellas. Clyde in the world of sports and comics. Again, we appreciate all the love. As Mike alluded to earlier, we are in a few more countries. And who knows, maybe we'll double that in the next month or two. Numbers are looking good recording-wise. And again, we are just really, really happy and excited for the things we have coming out throughout this year. Obviously, the next couple weeks and months between our live episode and interviews. Keep interacting with us, checking out our social media. You guys have the email. So again, definitely, you know, ping us whenever you guys want. You guys have a question, a recommendation, a beer you want us to drink, a food you want us to taste. Hey, you know what? We're definitely open to it, and we are just excited. This is becoming a worldwide thing. Comic bookies, baby. That's right, baby. Just like what Sean said, man, all over the world, we're coming at you. Mike, let me know how many countries, man, how many downloads. I mean, M- Mike, we you've told us all month long. This is 2021, January. We're approaching the end of the month right now. Yes, we are, but I think we still got one more episode 99 to deliver before we get into, you know, 100 and beyond. But let us know, man. What are the numbers looking like, fans? So, so we are, are looking you, at so so if you want to take away let, Antarctica, let us, so you want to take away Antarctica, so you want to say there's six continents currently right now in the last 10 episodes, we have at least a download in four out of six continents we're just missing africa and australia um but we want to go to our download numbers as well like we've said before we hit a record number of downloads in the month of december and we have this episode to release january 30th saturday so we could possibly hit double our record the very month later so i mean whoever is out there i don't know if you're mass downloading the episodes because you're like oh crap i need to catch up 
or if we're really getting this many different listeners, we greatly appreciate it. It's been uh, amazing to see these numbers. I mean, we have numbers. Oh my gosh, this is insane. I, I log in every three or four days and it's like, oh shoot, we had this big of a day. Shoot, we had this big of a day. Um, I hope that it, it sticks and I hope that it continues into the month of February, a short month at that. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I have for stats. And just think about it, fans. At the end of the day, man, if you don't think you're part of something going on here, you really are because, you know, I've seen numbers come out lately on podcast stats because YouTube is obviously blowing up, you know, the second biggest, you know, search engine in the world next to Google, which is owned by as well, you know, the same ownership. But, you know, when you listen to podcasts, you kind of get the real and what you want to listen to and here at the Comic Bookies, you know, we've been here for two years strong. We're still delivering. And at the end of the day, let me tell you this, guys. You know, the 1% of the top podcasters, which is, you know, guys that already have their name established probably when it comes to news, sports, media, whether it comes to Fox, NBC, Disney, ABC, or what you will, you know, these guys are the ones that are getting the the you know, the downloads are the ones that are making the money, if you will. But at the end of the day, that's 1% and they only represent 1%. And if you're in the 1% that they represent, you got to download at least 35,000, you know, that they're, they're averaging 35,000 downloads, you know, obviously here at the comic bookies, we're not hitting those numbers, but we're hoping to get within the 20% because if you, you know, they say that at, at, at 20 or what is it at 10% 35,000 down or 3,500 downloads gets you in the 10%. So we're getting, I mean, hopefully about a thousand downloads a month. So, I mean, that puts us in about 50%, 40%. So thank you guys. Thank you everybody out there that's spreading the word and all these continents and all these countries. We still got a few more to touch, but nonetheless, our voice is going to be, heard all over the globe all over the word and world all over the globe and all over the world and none better less to do it than with my brothers here sean and mike thank you guys i love you brasi i love you tomorrow let's do it man tcb we're almost here episode 100 yeah milestone super, let's exactly we are super excited thank you again to the downloads in guatemala peru and the philippines but that's it folks i mean Go check us out on IG, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Go, you know, email us at thecomicbookies at gmail.com. Please go and hit up your local comic book stores. Read those comics and watch those sports this weekend. We, as we have the race, we have NBA, NHL, tons of things going on this weekend. EPL as well. Let's hope that uh, Manchester United uh, don't lose to another last place team like they did today. But for Mark and for Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 98. Hope you all enjoyed. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out. See you guys in 99 next week. Peace. Always enjoy each other. And don't forget, 99, you run away from 100. Stick with us and stick with yourselves because it's a good thing we bring in here. So let's do it. TCB, 99 and beyond 100. Let's go. Let's go.